Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Master Your Mindset podcast. On today's show, we have Jan Keck, who is an entrepreneur. He's a partner at Big Three Video Agency, and he is a connection catalyst. He is also assumed to be that. Currently, he is empowering people who feel disconnected with the tools to start meaningful conversations and just came back from leading seven workshops and activities at the World Domination Summit. Hi, Jan. How are you doing today? I'm great. Uh, I'm, I'm really wondering what the listeners are thinking about this World Domination Summit thing. Cause... <laughs> I'm actually wondering that myself. So that's a good way to segue into maybe you could just give us a bit of an explanation and tell people about it. Yeah, it's... Usually when I tell people that I'm going to this conference, I always wait to see what the reaction is because half of the people think that I'm crazy going to a World Domination Summit and the other half probably know what it's about and they get super excited because it's this six-day-long conference in Portland, Oregon, and it evolves around the question of how to live a remarkable life in a conventional world. And it's probably the, the most fascinating conference I've ever attended because they really empower the attendees to create their own programming. So the reason why I led seven workshops and activities is because anybody who's attending can run their own programming. And then they have an app where everybody's uh, workshops, meetups show up and people can just attend and everything's for free. So this year I just wanted to provide a lot of value in helping people that are attending for the first time connect and like find their people. Okay, so I'm curious, when you do those workshops, and do, do they have places for you to actually host the workshops, or do you have to find uh, your own locations? You'll have to organize it yourself, although they have a couple of options that other people have used before, but I did almost everything outside in a park, because okay, it was good, you don't have a limited capacity. Um, okay, yeah. um, that's pretty smart, actually. As long as it's a nice day, obviously, you can do it outside. So just going back to the theme of the event, is it the same theme every year or is it shift every year? So the, the main question is the same every year and it kind of evolves around um, the main values of the conference are what attracts people, which is adventure, community and service. Oh, so cool. yeah. um, that's the same every year. And then there's kind of sub themes for each year. I think this year it was around trust. Okay. And you said it was a six day event, which is, which is pretty long for an event. So is there like, is it full days every single day or some days just like the attendee workshops like you were explaining? Yeah, so the main main stage events are only Saturday, Sunday. So there's two days where they have speakers kind of like TED Talks, uh, keynotes on a big stage in front of everyone. And that is attended by about a thousand people. But then the they also have these in-depth three-hour workshops and all the attendee-led activities and connection activities in the week or the, the couple of days before that, um, that are kind of all spread through the whole week. Okay. So with the workshops that you led, what, what was your, like, what was your main attention for them? I'm assuming there was a similar kind of a theme. Yeah, I think it was all, and we were talking about this at the call earlier. I'm in this interesting position in my life where I'll be a dad in a few months. Yes. Uh, and I've had, uh, a, a, with Natalia, my business partner, this video marketing agency for the last, I think, five or six years. And then this new project kind of came in into my life, which is called Ask Deep Questions, which are question cards with deep questions that help you connect with people in a meaningful way. And I haven't really figured out how to make that a profitable business yet. So every workshop, I try to try something a little bit different and experiment. 
um, to see what might resonate with people there because I feel like um, the World Domination Summit or WDS for short is one of those places where I really find, found my people. Like you show up, you're immediately accepted. Uh, everybody's so welcoming. Um, because we align the similar with our similar values, you're just, you, do, you skip the small talk. Right. Like best friends with everyone right away. Right. You just get to know them so quickly. Yeah. So I tried all these different workshops, activities, but the main theme was uh, connection. Like how can I help people that are there um, and facilitate connections between them. So it was not like it was something that happened uh, where I didn't get a lot of value in terms of me connecting with people directly, but facilitating them to connect with each other. Right. So what kind of feedback did you get from people after the workshops? Um, so one of the workshops I was really excited about, which we did on the very first day, uh, which was called Find Your WDS Wing Squat. So uh, it was... The idea was um, for people who've never been to WDS and show up by themselves, don't know anyone, what activity can we create um, that helps them meet some new people, find the people that they have things in common with, and then we had them like come up with secret handshakes um, and a lot of like other fun stuff. So throughout the week, whenever they saw their like secret handshake buddy, they would like do their secret handshake and immediately like get connected again and feel like uh, they're not, they're not alone. They don't, have, don't attend the conference alone and they belong to the bigger community. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So I had great feedback from people who just said they kept running into their, uh, their wing squad throughout the conference and it made a huge difference in. How so they kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like your backup, right? So as you're going through this conference, if you're new, you have people now that have your back, you feel more comfortable and you can kind of be a little bit more yourself. Yeah, because it can be very awkward and intimidating, especially for somebody who is more introverted. Yes. Or like a networking event, and everybody's in their little groups. Okay. Hard to break into, like having the first conversation. So one of the things we actually talked about in our workshop was we always leave room for the person who is not here yet which means if you're standing in a circle and you're talking as a group, always leave like that one opening. So anybody who is just walking around could join you very easily and always acknowledge them, like always make them part of the conversation. Um, and I think a lot of the people who attended our workshop used that at the other events throughout the week as well to just make everybody else feel more welcome. Okay, so you're kind of spreading it throughout the whole event, even though certain people are only at the workshop. Yeah, I think that, that was the goal. Like give people some of the tools. Uh, that's a cool tactic. Because, yeah, it's like an icebreaker almost, and it makes people feel more uh, feel more comfortable. But they also have an action to, to actually take part on, right? So they can actually yeah. something to connect with people. That's that's pretty cool. Um, is that how? So you, like you mentioned, one of your businesses right now is the Ask Deep Questions initiative, and you also said um, that you're not sure like how you can turn it into a profitable business. So I'm assuming like the Ask You Questions was part of these workshops and um, can maybe just explain what Ask You Questions is before I get into my uh, the questions about it. Yeah, so um, it started with just a deck of cards that I created for a camping trip where I wanted to have, a, like I facilitated this camping trip and I knew everyone that was coming, but people didn't know each other. And it's a three, four hour drive north of the city um, in Toronto and I wanted the people to connect in the car ride going up rather than having to wait until we actually are at the park where we get into the canoes. 
So I created these questions that I had collected and I just printed them on cards, gave a deck to each car, and um, they started having these most amazing conversations and sharing things that they normally don't even share with strangers. And um, even in my car, where I was with friends that I knew pretty well, we went, like our relationship went so much deeper just by um, sharing more personal stories. And it influenced the whole weekend. Uh, I posted a picture of it online. People asked me, where can I get this? It kind of turned into its own product without me wanting to, like, I, I didn't set out to create a product. Right. I set out to just create this deck of cards I use on the campus. Right. And then it kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, it's, and it feels like it's even bigger than just a product. It's almost like a movement um, that you're able to yeah. use the tool to bring people together. I mean, uh, just your example at the uh, World Domination Summit is a perfect example. Um, so my question then goes back to, so now you see you get some traction on it, people are interested, you're selling some decks and some cards, um, and you talked about how can you make it into a profitable business. So on top of that, you're also going to be becoming a new dad, right? And then you also said you had this other business, um, the video agency, right? So can you just peek a little bit about like where your head's at right now or your mindset as far as like, you know, figuring out your own personal direction and then also figuring out like being a new dad and kind of combining the two together. Cause I'm sure, you know, that can kind of pull you in many different directions. Yeah. I think the, the most interesting concept in the last few months has been around time, time and energy. Um, because in the beginning of the year, as soon as I found out that I'll be a dad in October, which is in about three months, um, I knew that I have this deadline. Okay. Whatever, like after October, I don't know how my life is going to look like. I don't know how much time I will have to spend on experimenting and figuring things out. So I almost gave myself the deadline. Okay. Um, if I want to turn ask deep questions and not just the cards, but the bigger business of also like events and uh, maybe corporate training, maybe working with conferences, all of that. Like if I can make that into a profitable business before October, yeah. then um, I'll have a much easier time after being a father where I probably have less time to spend on like experimenting and figuring things out. So I, I really pushed myself in trying as many things as possible. And it, I've heard that uh, from a lot of other entrepreneurs that as soon as you know you'll be a dad or uh, you'll be a parent, you have this kind of fire under your ass that gets you going and be a lot more productive. And I've, I definitely felt that. Right. Well, it's also maybe because you, also, you gave yourself a bit of a timeline, right? Um, mm -hmm. to, when that's gonna, to, to when that, um, you know, when that profitable business needs to kind of happen. But I'm wondering if like, you know, you have that timeline, even if it's not a profitable business, but even by October, you're at least heading in that right direction. Something is forming. That's still going to be enough to keep you, you know, moving forward. I mean, so I'm a dad as well. So I understand the whole like income side of stuff. But I also understand like the, the idea behind direction, right? Mm. At least you're moving in the right direction. Maybe the money will come later, but at least you're creating what you want, right? Yeah. And like I said, I, I just had this moment where I realized that I don't have the time. I don't want to wait and do things that don't necessarily align with my purpose. Um, and the t like, if, if not now, then when? Like, I, I just knew that I had to, like, this is the right time to actually um, put more energy behind ask deep questions and figure out what could it become. Right. Um, because I might regret later that I never took that, those steps. 
Right. Okay. So, so in this process, though, you're also trying to figure out what it is, right? Like you said, exactly. what it can become. Um, so I think like over the next few months, I think at least by going forward and taking those steps, you'll figure it out, right? You'll figure out exactly what it is. Um, so on top of that, like this whole thing, becoming a dad, and then obviously you're worried about finances and stuff. So what do you do to keep yourself kind of like focused, right? And aligned with like your values and what you want, but also trying to figure out like, okay, you got to have some kind of money coming in. Um, I've realized that I'm really good at like taking action. Um, okay. The problem is that if I take action in a whole bunch of different directions, I'll only take a small step rather than like one big leap in the right direction. And um, the one thing that actually helps me a lot is our mastermind. So we're part of this. I don't know if you've talked about this on your podcast before. Oh, yeah. Uh, a, a mastermind that we meet right now weekly and having other people's not necessarily their opinions but their questions to um like help me figure out what i should focus on is is super important because otherwise i'd, I'd be lost like i'd be still taking i'll be like spinning in a circle just not knowing what what to do and i feel like over the last few weeks i i got there again where i started a bunch of things right Usually I'm good at finishing, um, but yes. this time in my life, I feel like I'm starting, it almost feels like I'm starting too many things because I want everything. I don't want to make the decision of which direction to go. Right. I'm waiting for somebody else to tell me or so, like at WS, I was hoping that maybe one workshop people will love and the other ones, they'll be just like, meh, didn't really get much out of it. But then they loved like all of the things that I did. So I didn't, yeah. it didn't really help. So what's interesting about you is what you're saying is, which is first of all amazing, is that you say you get things done, right? And you complete your projects, which I can definitely see. I've seen you even doing the Ask Deep Question things. You took it from an idea, created a deck of cards, and now it's almost like this mini movement, right? Um, and now you're saying like you have these workshops uh, where everyone was loving everything. So maybe, maybe the one thing is something bigger than the little things, right? Maybe it's just the Ask Deep Question movement. Maybe it's just connecting people together. And these are just tools, right? That you can utilize depending on like your situation. Yeah. And I feel like I'm like channeling in the same like rough direction. Yeah, you are. But yeah. It's, but, it's, but thinking of, again, the deadline and being a dead and having to figure out how to make <laughs> yes. money with it. I'm like, I, I want to like this beam that is going out, uh, make it more focused to like one, one specific vision yeah. or, or thing that I'm driving towards so that I can then... And I've, we've done that in our mastermind before. Like the clear, you're more, the more clarity you have on your vision and what you actually want to accomplish, the easier it is to figure out, okay, what are the actions I need to take that so, are the most important to get me there? So, so one thing that I would question is the whole money factor. Like what if you took money out of the equation for now, right? And weren't so hung up on bringing that money in within three months, right? And then where would you end up? Because like, I feel like the money factor and bringing in the income maybe kind of like hindering like what's around that what's because mm -hmm. like you get the money okay then what <laughs> right so maybe you take it out of the equation it'll, it'll help you kind of hone in on what it is exactly you want to do because you could be known as like you know as yon the connection guy right the connection catalyst guy right who just like you need you have an event you want to make sure everyone gets to know each other bring in yon 
right? Mm-hmm. Or you, have, you have a business and you need to get your workers more connected, bring in yacht, right? Like it's all like very similar to me. Like that, that is kind of the side effect that happens. And actually that's, that's exactly what happened at, at the World Domination Summit too. It was really interesting because I, again, I, in the beginning, my, I was thinking, okay, my intention for this conference this year is how can I make enough money to pay for my trip? That was like the first thought. Okay, I have, this, I have to pay for the ticket, accommodation, food, okay. uh, transportation. How can I actually go there and make that money back so I get come out even? Um, and then I somehow got busy and I, I, like I was thinking of hosting an, a paid event before, hosting a retreat right after. None of it work, ended up working out. And instead of that intention, I decided, okay, how can I give as much as possible lead with generosity like how can i just support every person that i interact with to make their experience better and not one not once and like my cards were part of like all the workshops that i did but not once did i say oh and you can buy those cards okay probably sold enough cards from uh just having them there that would pay for my for my ticket like they didn't pay for like the whole expenses but they paid for the ticket for the conference yeah i cover some of it that's amazing so like you went in there with an intention, let's just say to bring some cash in to pay for your trip and it didn't work out the way you wanted to, but it didn't work out, right? And again, it's, it's still through this initiative, the Ask Deep Questions initiative. So it sounds like you're definitely on an interesting path and it'll be curious to see how it kind of ends up. Um, so w- one other thing I'd like to ask you about is the, um, so you say you're good at taking actions and you're good at um, like, like finishing projects, if you will. What, what are some of the things you do to like, when you do have a project, you need to create action behind it? Because I know for myself and other people that taking that step of action can sometimes be the hardest step. With all the voices in your head, outside influences, you know, whatever it may be, sometimes it's easy to come up with the idea, but it's hard to execute behind it. So, so what is it that you do or that helps you um, to, to follow through with these ideas? Um. People won't see it on the podcast, but I have somewhere on my desk, uh, my notebook. Like the very first thing with any idea is I start just either it's journaling on it or making a list or just like writing everything out because... Like a plan or, or like not, not even a plan, like just, just like a brain dump. Brain dump. Uh, because I can't, I'm a very visual person and I have like things floating around in my head, but unless they're on like paper, I feel like there's still a thought. So the first step is turning a thought into something tangible mm-hmm. on paper for me. Um, and a lot of times by just writing things down, I get so much clarity. Um, like even after the World Domination Summit, I made this list of all the things, okay, all the things that I was inspired to do next, make this list. And then a week later, I looked at the list. I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick this one. That's what I'm going to start with because I feel really excited about that idea. So how do you pick yeah. that one, like out of a list of whatever, 10, 20 items? How do you know which one to pick? Is it just like That's a feeling and you're just like, do, 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 do. okay, that one. That, that is, I guess, exactly my, my struggle. So sometimes I do this crazy analysis of like impact versus effort. Right. That right. Makes <laughs> the biggest impact with the least amount of effort. Um, and then other times it's literally just a feeling of, hey, this, this thing keeps coming up. Like I keep thinking about this. There's some energy there. And I, um, even with the cards, like every step that I took was, well, I have this idea. I should do this. 
And then before I even could finish the thought that I should do something, I'm like, no, I'm actually going to do it. Like, what's the first step to make that a real thing? Right. So, so, you, so you pick, right. So you pick the item and then you kind of have a step-by-step -step plan on how to make that a real thing. Uh, not step-by-step, -step, just first step. Just the first step. Okay. Like I, 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 with most of the things that I've like was, has happened with the cards. I never knew more than one step at a time. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I need to figure out what questions to put in the deck. Okay. So let me order like 75 questions and then play test it. That's awesome. I had like a weekly meetup and I just invited people to play or answer these questions, have conversations and I would get feedback and yeah. then slowly I would figure out, okay, those are, are the questions. And then next step, well, I need to launch it. I need to put up an event. So I just booked a venue and then, okay, now I have to figure out what I'm actually going to do at the event. I have to figure yeah. out how to tell people about it. And it was literally like step by step. Yeah, I like I love this example because I think this is a perfect example of like not letting like the bigger picture of the bigger project get you overwhelmed um, by, by tackling things chunk by chunk. I think it's easier to get things accomplished and you can celebrate almost each win to give you momentum going into the next one. Mm -hmm. like, maybe you should take that same approach with, you know, this bigger initiative that you're on. Just figure it out and do it step by step because you seem to have it down pat. And like, you seem to be leading also with like, almost like your heart and what really you're passionate about. Um, that's connecting people and bringing them together and giving them the tools and so forth. Um, and I feel like it's a win-win. It's like, you have a really cool formula um, that works for you. And like, I'm assuming it could probably like work for other people as well. Yeah, the, the part that I'm getting stuck at, and usually the, I guess the, like I said, I'm good at taking action. And usually when I'm stuck or, or, or overwhelmed, I'll just take any action to get out of, like as soon as you start moving, right. that momentum starts building. Um, but right now I'm realizing that I'm taking a lot of actions to get unstuck, but right. then I get again and, I, and I take another action in a different direction. Right, so you're at the point, and I think you talked about this the other day, um, where it's like, how do you know what the most important thing is to do right now, right? So, yeah. so where are you with that right now? Have you made any progress? Have you, have you been able to use any tools or anything to help you uh, solve this problem? Well, so one thing I've realized this week is that since I found out that I'll be a dad, I haven't updated my vision board. And also uh, with the October deadline, everything that I was, wanted to accomplish was it has to be done by October. Mm. Now October is only three months away and I have not spent any time thinking about what happens after October. Yeah, see, that's why I, I believe you're limiting yourself by having this October benchmark, mm -hmm. right? Because like, like, what happens if you make it till October and none of those things happen? Then what? Nothing. Nothing actually happens, right? You're still going to keep moving forward and you're still going to end up creating stuff and you're still going to be a dad, right? All these factors are not going to are not going to change that. Whether you have like five thousand or fifty thousand dollars in the bank, right? Um, you still have control of being a dad and being present with your child and stuff. So. Maybe that October deadline is a little bit hindering you a little bit to, to figuring this out? Or? It, it definitely was motivating in the beginning, but okay. the closer the deadline is coming, I'm realizing like you can't, the deadline always has to keep moving. Yeah. Like I, I feel like anytime I set a goal with a deadline and then the closer the deadline got and I realized I'm not going to accomplish the goal, I got very uh, demotivated. Yeah. Um, so something almost fell into this hole 
once you actually got there rather than maybe keeping like a moving deadline like it's always a year from now or always like further ahead yeah i i, I can totally feel that um and the thing about time is that i'm trying to like um understand is is that you know we look at time you gave yourself a timeline the closer you got to you got demotivated so you're reacting to a situation that actually doesn't even exist yet and by being demotivated i'm guessing it maybe stresses you out anxiety you get upset so what if we just take time out of the equation right just like we're taking money out of the equation we're not basing our reactions on time then and you're just basing your actions on action mm -hmm. like how different would you feel because you're amazing at getting action done so like forget about the time factor just keep creating just keep doing your actions and um i think it would probably change your whole like you know, the way that you feel in general right like you wouldn't be demotivated because you would be keep getting things done right yeah. how much time are you spending also how much energy are you spending on you know thinking about that time frame thinking about what you have to get done as opposed to just like creating action i i totally agree with that that's that's probably the next that that's what what is holding me back from unlocking the next level in my in my oh, video game. Oh, I like that. The next level, like you're gamifying it, right? It's like, Logan yeah. Young, get to the next level. That's really cool. Oh man, I'm really excited to see how it goes because like, just like knowing you and like your personality and even like the way you sketch and you take notes and you do all these lists and exercises, man, you're definitely, I think, on the right path. Like talking to people and facilitating, it just feels, it feels right for you. And with your video background and stuff, you could create like very cool like promotional marketing even like capturing people at the event and stuff. Like uh, maybe you need, need to bring like the world domination something like to Toronto, <laughs> like something yeah. like that. Well, that's the, the fun coincidence or synchronicity, whatever you want to call it, is that one of the experiences that I led at the World Domination Summit was called the Campfire Conversations. And we created this fake campfire indoors um, because we couldn't get like an actual like campfire in the city. So what did, you, sorry, what did you do for the fake uh, campfire? Uh, so we asked the team to provide us with the, the campfire. They ended up just having these big candles and we cut paper in the shape of flames to put okay. like in the middle. So yeah. it was not, I, I still want to create, like I have this li list of how to rate, create a really cool like fake campfire with like a fan and lights flashing. And yeah. at uh, one point I'll create that. But the fun thing is that on Monday I rented this real campfire pit in a park in Toronto where I can create the same experience but with a real fire and I'm basically bringing a little bit of what I did at the World Domination Summit back to back to Toronto. Okay that, that's cool and I, and I love that event especially because you can do it outside with the real fire. Wow. Um, there's a lot of cool things that you can do within that event um, so I guess that's a good starting point for you and that's kind of like your initiative moving forward and I think this goes back to you trying all these different things and again you're trying something new. Well, it's, it's, it's funny how um, that event, there was no question that I will do it or not. Like, the, yeah. it was, like as soon as I, really good as, as soon as I did it in, in Portland, I'm like, I have to, as soon as I get back, I have to rent the fire pit and make it happen. And this is like something that doesn't even fit in with all the things that I'm thinking about. And like, I want to create in terms of business. This is just something that I, kind of knew in my gut, no, this has to happen. But why? Why don't you feel like it fits into your business? To me, it seems to fit perfectly. It, it does. <laughs> um, but I guess the, the question is, um, again, and I so was trying to... People to you're bringing people together. You're going to be connecting this group, right? Mm -hmm. Asking questions and initiative behind it, right? But 
the big question that uh, somebody asked me a couple months ago was, am I in the card selling business? And I immediately said no. Right. Because I'm in like, cool. it's it's, like I'm selling like connections or, or facilitating connections. I like that. The question is, um, if the cards are only like 30, 35 bucks, um, event that I'm hosting is 25 bucks. I will have to host a lot of events, sell a lot of cards at that price point to oh, make the profit or make the business profitable enough. So, um, so that's why I started thinking of other, other ways I can, instead of having to find a hundred people to buy a deck of cards, do I only find two people that pay for a, a higher priced service or, or program? Yeah, I mean, what if you took a similar type of event and then just teamed up with like a company and got like sponsorship or something? Um, right. So, so that way you're doing your thing, you get a corporation behind it, uh, and maybe it even brings in people that work there. Right. Mm -hmm. If not, it, it's just good brand awareness for that company. Right. So, so there could be some synergy there for you to work with like other companies. And stuff. Yeah. So working with companies, definitely one of the things that I'm exploring, but also the one that I have the least experience with. So that's the, the one that I feel like there's a lot of probably mental blocks in my way rather than okay. um, like organizing event for and just inviting friends and people that have bought right. hosting event on Facebook. Like that's easy. That's why hosting the event on Monday was not, there was no, no obstacle in the way Right. Uh, with yeah. other stuff. I'm like, I've never done any of these things. So I don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah. So that's just your mind though, right? That's just those voices coming up in your head trying to like protect you right, from actually going through that uncomfortable situation. Because it's actually probably very similar to what you're doing now. It's just with people you don't know, right? Yeah. And you're facilitating it more for a fee versus you inviting your friends and so forth. But like, you, you also have like the World Domination Summit where you can leverage all those testimonials and people can give really good feedback of how they're connected. Because like you said also about um, working with other, um, what do you, like, uh, like events and stuff that you can facilitate connections within that own event or a conference or a retreat. So maybe that's a good place to start. There's tons of events and retreats happening in Toronto all the time. Yeah. I, I have uh, landing pages built for corporate training for working with conferences. Right. Right. Um, there, there's, there's a lot of things that I, like I said, I started, but I haven't really um, given it all my energy, I guess. And, right. In a way, uh, I also, I don't even know if you know this, I wrote this ebook on how to host a deep dinner, like a small gathering of people to connect and have meaningful conversations. And I haven't even shared much about it since I created it. Yeah. It was like, okay, something else. I need to do something else. This is, yeah. this is interesting. Like, have you ever, like, have you, maybe one of your lists could be like all these different types of um, events that, that you could put on that would bring facilitate connection with people because like you have like your workshops you know you have like this dinner now you have like the, the corporate events right you have like an ebook like, like you have all these different tools you have the cards and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, there's so many different ways you could do that because like the, the dinner thing is really really cool you could like literally host a dinner I mean, this could be for a company as well where people come in and serve the dinner it's around connection, people getting to know each other. Like, there's huge value in that. Like, mm -hmm. like, especially, you know, maybe it'd be harder to break into like the bigger corporations and stuff. But I would think for like, you know, small to mid-sized businesses, somewhere in the 15-person range, um, 
I, I think there's there's something there's, you know, and maybe you do one for free. Maybe you just go in there and they cover the cost of the event for now. Um, you know, and, and now you get the experience, you get the feedback, you can create a little video on it or something. Um, okay, so it's really cool, cool like insights I'm, I'm really getting from you that I kind of knew about, but really coming to the forefront, uh, especially around like creating action, getting things done, um, and also like creating a business around your personal values, which I personally think is extremely important, and that's going to lead you to success no matter what, as long as you stay on that path. So um, where does like you talking about this other business that we didn't really touch into the picture? Um, that you said, I think it was like four or five years you've been doing big three, mm -hmm. a video agent. So where does that fit into the picture and how are you making your decision on, on like what to do kind of moving forward? Right. Um, it's, I don't know if you've ever had one of those, um, feelings where you knew you had to have a conversation, but you feel like, felt like you don't, you don't want to, and it just kept yeah. bugging you in like the back of your mind. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've had that type of feeling for at least a few months that I had to have a conversation with my business partner about where our company is going because both of us have developed these side hustles these side businesses um, kind of simultaneously where Natalia is now coaching uh, women and running other mastermind groups and doing retreats. I created the cards and everything that came with that, but we never really had a conversation on, um, where we're going with big three so all i knew is that first step is to have that conversation and i feel like both of us were probably hesitant to have it because we're we're afraid that it might mean that we will like it we will not continue with the company right so um we've had a few conversations since then and all we've decided is that it's definitely a year of transition for us where we both realized that it what we originally created the container, what we originally created the company in didn't fit what we wanted to create anymore. Like our visions, our personal visions became bigger than the container we had created. Right. So either we had to evolve our company to fit that or keep it a separate thing and evolve into the side businesses. And I right. think that's the route that kind of naturally we've been taking now is that, um, so is it, is, it fair, is, is it fair to say then, like, you make your decisions based on your values, right? Not oh, totally, yeah. Which is interesting to me because you've given yourself a three-month uh, time frame to be making a certain amount of income, which is not really aligned with the, your decision-making process. So again, I, like, I just wonder if, like, that, that little thing over your head is kind of hindering you a little bit because you're putting pressure on yourself to bring in that money. Well, let's, let's put it that way. In the beginning, it was super motivating to having that deadline. And I think I got more done because of it. But because I have never looked beyond that deadline, uh, that's the part that, that was stopping me or, or hindering me from actually, um, I guess, making the right decisions. Like just this week, I spent some time looking at my vision board that I had created at the beginning of the year before I knew that I was a dad and realized, oh my God, I probably should update a couple of things on there. Right. And also look like one really good exercise that I like, like to do in terms of creating a vision is the perfect day exercise where you write down like a, like hour by hour breakdown of what your perfect day looks like. And um, like, what time do you wake up? What are 
what is like your morning routine? What do you do after you wake up? Uh, who is around you? Where do you live? Like, um, how do you structure your day? And the interesting thing is that I haven't looked at that for probably a year and a half or two years. And I just pulled it out this week and I realized I'm doing most of it already. So sure. in, a, in, a, in a way, what I had put on a paper two years ago, manifested, manifested. the only thing that is missing is, is the income to make sure that this keeps going, especially now that there's a new person that is going to join our family. Right. So the income now is becoming much more of an importance than it was before because of the, because of your new baby. Yeah. Because before there were other things in terms of lifestyle that I focused on. And I feel like those have now, um, yeah, become reality. So the, the big thing to kind of, yeah. Yeah. On for me right now is, is the, the income as well. The income, but that's really cool that like if yeah. you look back at your vision board, um, to what you kind of wanted a year or two ago and you've kind of manifested that and you've kind of created something that um, like a life around that. I think that's a really big takeaway because like, you know, even for myself, I just started getting into like vision boards and, and so, so forth last year. And prior to that, I, I wasn't, I wasn't about that. I wasn't even about goals and stuff. And I think a lot of people can get a lot of value. of just thinking about their future, even if it's from a year from now or six months from now or two years, whatever it is, but start thinking about yourself in the future can really play into what your actions are right now. And I think you just said such a smart thing. It's like, yeah, I kind of redo my vision more and see what it is I want for myself, right? And see how, and see how my baby fits into the picture. Um, yeah. and, and like I have a ton of pictures of uh, babies and like little kids on, on that vision board before I even knew that, that this will be the year that will be a parent, uh, that will be parents. So there's, there's a lot of like really cool little details of things that I, that I can spot that have like manifested. Right. And another thing that I do at the end of every year is I do basically like a vision board, like a visual representation of my year. Um, and I do it, I do both of them digitally and the, my kind of rear year in review will have all the pictures, the real pictures that I took of the, the best things that have happened or the kind of major incidents um, and turning points. And when I compare my year in review with my vision board, it's amazing how many things are like overlapping where it's okay. like, okay, this was on my vision board. It actually happened. And it, it looks like the, every year I feel like the, the images or the collages of images become very close. Okay. Was there anything that wasn't close that was kind of like missed a mark or, or... Oh, there, there's still lots of things that are not, not on there yet. Like I had the family on there also the year before and like didn't have a family. Yeah. I started family last year. But it doesn't, I don't think that matters. I think that you're having family this year and that's the point. Yeah. Um, I don't think like manifestation works that way. I don't think you can put a time frame on it. Exactly. Like that's, that's the big thing I've, I've realized for the vision board is I I'm creating, I'm looking at my vision every year, but there's no deadline for when things are supposed to happen. Yeah. Can I ask you this? So with your vision, um, when I first started doing my vision boards, it was a lot, a lot around things that I wanted to have, um, places I wanted to go. Um, but what I'm seeing now with my personal vision is it's more about the person that I want to be. Right. So when I see myself a year from now, that's what I'm kind of honing in on and everything else is kind of secondary. Did you find a similar shift um, when you started thinking about yourself in the future or, or is it still kind of aligned more aligned like 
you know, the things you want to have in your life. It, it was a lot around experiences and how I want to feel. I think those were like a lot of the images that I choose were more about how do I feel looking at that image rather than what's actually in the image. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good tip for people because it's not necessarily about putting a picture of a Ferrari in, in your vision board because like you want a Ferrari. I think when you can go one step further and hone it around how you feel, um, that that's more um, realistic and it's more aligned with you know, what you can accomplish every day. Because a lot of times that feeling that you want, you can probably manifest or create right now, right? Mm -hmm. And if you have a goal and if you say, that's how I want to feel, at least you can start working on that every day. Um, so I think that that's really cool, like um, having that shift. So, okay. Um, so with the sake of time here, we've been chatting for like almost an hour and, and it's been great uh, talking to you about like these different aspects of your life. It's really insightful. Uh, what I'd like to know is one of the questions I like to know is kind of what is your vision, but I'm not going to ask you that one because I, I can tell you're still figuring it out and you're still thinking about it. So what I will ask you is if there was like one habit or one tendency that you have right now that you could kind of like put on the shelf or put in the garbage or just get rid of and replace it with something that's going to get you closer to your vision, um, like a new habit or a new tendency, what, what would that be? I thought you're going to ask me about a habit that that has helped me, but if I have to get rid of a habit, uh, it's it's probably the one that um, will be challenging the most while becoming a new parent, which is the idea of getting up earlier, which is something that I, or getting up more intent, not earlier, but more intentional, um, okay. something that I've explored and struggled and succeeded and then failed okay. and again okay. in the last few years often and I, know, and I know you're really into the morning routines now and like I still have my like morning yeah. routine schedule of what I a long time ago said I would do every morning and I would say that out of all of those things I probably do maybe one okay so here's something that you're going to find interesting um, you talked about having a kid and it lights a fire up under your ass and it gets you more motivated and also um, kind of enables you to, to think more about your morning routine, your night routine, and your time like throughout the whole day. Like um, now my kids are a little bit older and I have no choice. I, I, like the latest I could probably get up is 6.30 a.m. But I, I, so I made the conscious effort though to get up at 5.30 a.m. So I had that one hour gap where I can focus on myself, get myself in the right mindset to tackle on the day. You're gonna be at first in a different position because you'll be up at different hours and stuff. But it'll be interesting to see how like your mind will shift and like, and how you balance out your day and your night um, based around this this new person in your life. Um, so I, I think so, so. Your habit basically we want to get rid of is not being able to get up early as when you want to. Well, it's I think it's starting the day without a clear intention for the day. I think that's that's, okay. that's more of it because I've like the big lesson I've learned is that um, if I get up later than I plan to get up a lot of times mm -hmm. i had a lot of guilt about sleeping yeah. or not being able to get up early and the biggest shift for me was just enjoying sleeping in or like not feeling guilty about getting up 10 minutes late or whatever yeah. that the time was because then i would start my day in a much different mindset and with a much very different feeling than than the feeling of guilt yeah i could totally relate to that it's like like if you start your day an hour later than you're supposed to, you just feel guilty right from the beginning. You just set the tone for the rest of your day. 
you're almost going to be playing catch up the whole day and then you, you're constantly going to be like having this over your head and, it, and honestly like and maybe for myself that's why it's been working and why my days have been better i think because like i have that intention to get up at 5 30 my alarm goes off it takes me a second or two but i am getting up and then like i am you know i'm starting my day off on the right foot so I think there's something to that, but I think there's also something to what you're saying. It's like, if you don't do it, it you don't have to feel guilty and you don't have to let it ruin the rest of your day, right? So there's two kind of things going on there. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm really good at making it, like not having to figure out what my day is gonna start, like start with in the morning. I usually review like my next day in the evening. So right. I can get started with things, but I still feel like there should be a chunk of time in the beginning of the day where I don't have anything planned. Yeah. I'm not looking at my calendar. Oh, I have to start working on this or. I saw, yeah, I think having a night routine and a morning routine, I think is definitely amazing. And <laughs> it's extremely valuable, but maybe all you need to do is like, you know, wake up. I don't know what time you get up now, but maybe just get up that hour, maybe start at a half an hour and take that 30 minutes not to check your phone. Right. Mm -hmm not to do anything and just whatever, read a book, journal, whatever it is, just spend some time on yourself. Um, that's what I've been doing. And like, it's been really beneficial for me. I don't do the same thing every day. Um, like today, for example, I just woke up and I just read reading this book and I just started my day reading that book. And those thoughts about that book have been in my head and it kind of helped me keep centered through my whole day. Um, so, in, in any case, um, yeah, I, I think you'll figure something out. Um, but it could just be like a little bit of, of that shift and just starting your day, you know, working on yourself. Yeah, that's, I, I hope you will keep me accountable to that at our next <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I, I wonder if I, like, if I didn't have kids and I was single or even if I was with Krista and just didn't have the kids, how easy it would be. Because if I didn't have the kids, I probably would go to bed later like I think it'd be different, maybe not. It's so hard for me to say because I'm in a different place now. Uh, I would say it's it's your mindset because I could yeah. say, oh, you have kids, you have to get up uh, at six thirty the latest. Then I want to get every minute of sleep that I can. Right. Instead of what you're saying, no, that means that you will get up even oh, an hour. What? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give myself a pat on the back. So yeah, it's been really interesting. Uh, for myself, like I used to consider myself a night owl, night person, I'm a creative, I do everything at night, and I sleep in a little bit. But, and I realized this the other day, is I've actually flipped that. Like I started off with the intention of becoming a morning person. Now I'm actually a morning person. Like mm -hmm. maybe I don't wake up with tons of energy, but I do wake up early and I'm getting more stuff done in the morning. I'm going to sleep later. Like I'm not spending so much time on my computer at night, uh, finding other things to do to calm my mind. Um, to go to sleep with, like you said, setting a right intention. Um, so there's definitely something to that. So cool, awesome. Any uh, final thoughts? Where can people uh, reach out and, and connect with you? Um, the, because my name is a little bit hard to spell, you can just go to askdeepquestions.com, which will link to my personal website, and then everything is probably linked from their uh, social media profiles, all of that. Okay, awesome. Well. Um, again, really appreciate your time um, and I wish you success uh, with your new baby and your new endeavors and I hope you, uh, yeah, I hope you figure this all out. I will for sure. Time will tell. Okay. All right. Thanks, John. It was great talking to you.